The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you. Jesus passed through the towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I tell you, will, be, will attempt to enter will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then you will stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, we ate and drank in your company and you taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers, and there will be a wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and the south, and will recline at the table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some who first will be last the gospel of the lord praise to you lord jesus christ my family loved basketball we were certainly a basketball sports family. And starting from when I was young, I played basketball um, all through my years, uh, all the way to high school. My father made me practice at least two hours a day. When I was older, I had private lessons and went to summer basketball camps every year to prepare for the upcoming season and team tryouts. And besides undergoing intensive training, <clears throat> a great benefit of attending basketball camp was meeting the coaches from different high schools, getting their advice and getting, to know, getting onto their radars made me that much more prepared for the coming tryouts. By the end of summer, I was ready. And what does ready mean? Well, usually my summer started with a family vacation. We had fun and relaxation. But when we returned, it was time to train. I conditioned myself by running five to 10 miles every morning, preparing for summer basketball camp, because camp would be a real struggle if I did not recondition myself. 
when basketball camp ended, I would usually have about three or so weeks before school started. During those last weeks of summer, I would continue training myself to be as prepared as I could be for our school's basketball team tryouts. It was such a great feeling going to tryouts being both physically and mentally prepared. <clears throat> I was confident and I wasn't winded from the practice games and drills. But the greatest feeling was when I would earn a spot on the school's or the high school team's basketball team as a result of all my hard work. It was the greatest surprise when I made it to the varsity team as a freshman. My training got me the prize, but it wasn't just my training that got me a spot on the team. The coach that I met during those uh, summer basketball camps saw me train hard all summer, and he told me he was impressed by my commitment to the, bas to the game of basketball. But things took a turn the summer before my senior year. I broke from my summer work ethic and put my priorities on partying. I slept at 3 a.m. and woke up at the crack of noon. I still went to summer basketball camp, but boy, did I struggle through it. When my camp ended, I went back to my partying ways and my 3 a.m. to 12 o'clock noon sleeping schedule. When school started, I was far from being prepared. I could barely wake up to make it to school, and my brain would be sluggish all day. I somehow managed to still make it onto the basketball team in my senior year, but the daily practices, like summer camp, were a real struggle. I was not in any shape to take on the rigorous drills, and certainly not the intensive games that was to come. My basketball career ended during the first quarter of the first game of the high school year. My, my body wasn't prepared, and I badly injured both my knee and my shoulder. I was out for the entire season. After very successful freshman, sophomore, and junior years in the basketball team, I got overly confident, forgetting that success came as a result of much effort. I lost my humility and replaced it with pride, and that wasn't a recipe for success. I got exactly what I deserved. In today's gospel we read, there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. You see, the chosen people of God, the Jewish people, really believed that they had it made. And as a result, their importance of their fidelity to God was forgotten by most. Just like me in my senior year, I thought I had it made when it came to basketball, so I stopped prioritizing training. The same goes with us here and now. When it comes to our relationship with God, if God's chosen people do not have it made in the kingdom of God, neither do we. We need to reflect what more can we do to grow closer to our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, to understand Jesus' teachings revealed through scripture and his church? How can we become a better part of the body of Christ? When we start out on a mission, we must try hard the whole way in hopes of gaining 
fruits from all of our efforts. Think of a good carpenter. The more he builds, the better his final product. Because with each project, he gains mastery of his carpentry skills. As his hands do the work and his heart and passion follow, growing with the mastery of his skills, eventually he will become the master carpenter and the greatest fruit of his persistent hard work is not beautiful furniture, rather his greatest fruit is the freedom realized with his new mastery. A lesson I learned the hard way was I should have never stopped preparing and training I should have maintained my hard work and discipline. Just because I was pre victorious in previous school years, I shouldn't have thought I was good enough because, you know, I, I could have been better. I could have been much better than that. All I needed to do was just to keep going, to keep my work going. You see, when we lose our humility, we lose our way. In sports, we call that a slump. But we don't have slumps in sports, but not only we have slumps in sports, we have slumps in our faith as well. We all have our slumps in faith. Sometimes, when we go to church, when we, we believe that we've just done enough. But in this ordinary time, there's a great time to get in shape for the coming years, for the coming events. Think of your faith, think now if your faith is good enough. Do you go to mass enough? Do you confess enough and do you pray enough? Do you put more effort into drawing closer to God or do you put more effort into your job? Posting daily to social media and other earthly pursuits. We know we can't take with us after this life. The money in your bank account and the number of followers and likes you have from your Instagram and Facebook accounts will not get you through the narrow gates. In the gospel, when the master of the house told the people outside, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, evildoers. The message is the Jewish people has lost their way. Where are you from? God says in a parable because they lost their way. They no longer remember that their mission, which is to stay faithful to God. We are the new chosen people of God and we need to hear this as well. We must reflect. We also, have we also lost our way to God? Have we veered off the path just a little bit and need to find our way back? Brothers and sisters, it takes humility all the way through this faith journey we call life. If we hope to make it through the kingdom of God, if our goal is to make it to the kingdom, and I don't think anyone really desires the other option, then we must commit to the goal and prepare now, not later. We don't want to risk later being too late. It is easy in our materialistic and distracted world bloat ourselves with worldly desires, filling our heads with earthly ambitions like material gain. Desiring material things is okay, but there has to be a limit. Now is the time to take a look at that. 
May we not look ourselves with earthly desires because the way to the kingdom is narrow. We all need to stop and assess our relationship with God, especially in these times. Not when we're in trouble, but when there's ordinary time. Do we prioritize spending time with him in worship and prayer? Do I believe all that he has revealed in the scriptures through his church? If there are revelations I struggle with, do I continue in effort to try to understand? Do I live my life like Jesus truly, that he is the way, the truth, and the life? You know, in reality, we are all bloated in our own ways. We could all shed the weight that is weighing us down, weighing our spiritual lives, so that we may be light enough, faithful enough, to enter through the narrow gates to the kingdom of God, to make it very clear to everybody. I'm not suggesting that you take a Jenny Craig diet. I'm just saying, I'm just suggesting to take a diet from worldly things to prepare for the coming, for the coming months. For the coming season. Brothers and sisters, some who are last will be first and some who are first will be last. May we not rest in our laurels and remain humble before God. No one is guaranteed a place in the kingdom, but we must keep trying like every day is summer camp and tomorrow is the tryout. Unlike the school basketball coach, God doesn't announce when our tryouts will be. So we must always be prepared for when he does call us. Now in a moment, we'll receive the body and blood of our Lord Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us receive this gift of himself and pray that by consuming Jesus's body and blood, we may be strengthened so that like the saints who have gone before us, we may also one day enter the narrow gates of the God's kingdom and live with him in all eternity. All glory and honor and praise is yours, O oh Lord. Amen.